Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, and good evening from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Downer, and this is Conversations Radio, episode number 58. We're live. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, at Conversations Radio, and you are following me on Instagram. I appreciate that. On on Twitter, it's very simple. It's at Converse Radio, like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio, and on Facebook, it's simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, like what you hear or don't like what you hear? Well, I want to hear. Go ahead and drop me a line. Conversationspod at gmail.com. Conversationspod at gmail.com. Of course, all our podcasts, all 57, soon to be 58, are on Apple Podcasts. You can go to the iTunes store and search Conversations Radio and voila. They're all there tucked in very nice into one little package for your listening enjoyment. So check those out. And of course, if you're Android, you can go to Podbean, which is conversationsradio.podbean.com, a great app for your cell phone or what have you, and uh, those are all right there too. So lots of options for you to hear the podcast, and again, great episodes on the way. Tonight's guest is going to be Tony D. Head. My co-host will be from Australia, Joey Vieira. I want to thank our guest from two weeks ago. Casey Fifield, Casey Fifield, young actress, young singer, a lot of music dropping right now. She joined us with Hunter Payton Mendoza. And you can go to her website, check out her music. It's going to be CaseyFifield.com. That's Casey, K A C E Y, Fifield, F I F I E L D.com. And links for that are on my website as well. Conversationspod.wix.com slash conversations. A great show tonight. I'm the only one in California. They're all away from me. Um, our guest co-host tonight, returning guest co-host. You know him from Dora and the Lost City of Gold, as well as Reef Break on ABC. Australian actor. Well, actually, American actor. And now he's kind of just been accepted in Australia. <laughs> he's been domiciled there for quite some time and making a go of it. And he's booking uh, like crazy a lot of uh, a lot of different gigs. He was He was in his car. I know he's on his way home, and I'm going to assume that he is ready to go. So, uh, Joey Vieira, welcome. Hello. How are you? Boy, did I time that out good or what? <laughs> and, and thanks for having me back. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting really good at this. I mean, it's like, you know, and obviously uh, you, you're, uh, your PR rep as well. She's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> We, we need more joy more often, which is uh, which is the, the reality here. But uh, welcome back, sir. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've just been um, been back and forth um, on another show, a, a comedy series. So flying back and forth from Brisbane uh, to Melbourne, Australia, which is a little further south and a little colder uh, than uh, Brisbane. Kind of like an Australian modern family, you said? Yeah, it, it, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's it's a primetime comedy series here on on uh, the Ten Network. Um, it's season two, so I, it's yeah, very similar to in a way, I'd say it, it's got a feel of the Modern Family as far as the comedy. Okay, um, but it's 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 all the ups and downs that we all go through. Sure, uh, you know, as, as as couples. And get uh, of course, Reef Break on ABC. You're known for that. That show, I guess, is has wrapped, and we're waiting to hear on season two, right? Yes. Fingers <laughs> are, crossed. I think we're all we're all we're all patiently waiting um, to hear what ABC has to say. Uh, it will be airing in Europe uh, early next year, that's and great. I'm not sure if that's that's the uh, deciding factor. So I think we'll just wait and hear back. Yeah. Any if you if you got cable, most folks do have cable or or whatnot. Uh, you can go to In Demand and all those shows, um, uh, you just search under the AB- under ABC on your TV, and all the episodes are right there. So you can binge watch the entire season of Reef Break featuring, of course, uh, uh, Detective Tolman from, um, yes, solving, yeah, on- solving crimes as we speak. So it's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on uh, Hulu, Hulu um, I think, is, is who's carrying um, the show, which is with, uh, with Disney. 
What a fun show, ABC. though. What a fun show it is. I mean, it's really good. I have to, I have to say, it, it's that's all. Poppy Montgomery is such a fun individual to work with, and, and she's it's her. This has sort of been her baby, uh, Reef Break, and um, she just made sure that it was a fun, fun project for everybody, yeah. uh, and it was. It, it looks it looks amazing, and uh, again, the show's really good too. And again, uh, Dora, the Lost City of Gold, I believe that's coming out on DVD pretty soon. It is. That all happened so quickly. Yeah, we're at, uh, I think, over 100 mil now at the box office. Um, I, I Now I'm, you know, I'm running into families and kids, and it's like, hey, you're in Dora. Um, and they absolutely loved it. Uh, again, yeah. another fun It's like, you know, hola, hola, Teo project. Nico. Hola, Teo Nico. Yeah. Teo yeah. Nico. Yeah. It's been a busy, uh, I'd say it's been a pretty busy couple of years. Um, what with, a blessing. Different projects. What a blessing for you, though, really. You know, that's, that, that's all you can hope for, really. You know, as you go out and book and, uh, and you know, you, again, got your start um, in a very small farm town. First, you forsaked football and you took up acting and ballet and whatnot. And look where you're at now. And you've worked kind of both sides of it, both behind the scenes stuff. And then, you know, in front of the camera. So you really have a, um, yeah, a lot of opportunities for you, for sure. And there's no, no doubt about it. Yeah, again, again, a lot of respect for those behind camera. The, the creatives who pretty much, you know, they, they're, um, this is something I think all of us actors have to, have to respect. And I think it, for me, what I tried to do was, was get back there and, and learn from them um, and learn what they do, um, which just, in a way, I can say it helped me in front of camera. And I'm, I'm, um, I'm really huge on that, by the way. You mentioned, you know, respect. You've got to respect the craft. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You are not one that's, you've not rested on your laurels. You have worked consistently. And I know you're very, very grateful for everything that's been handed to you. And you've worked hard for it. And uh, again, when you, when you put that kind of commitment into what you do, you really got to respect it. It's, uh, and it's still also, I think for all of us, it's still sort of a, it's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a guessing game, but it, it is something that like, there's no blueprint, you know, you, we, we just gotta, you just gotta keep at it. I think once, if you stop, you stop and, and you know, it's over, but if you just I, continue, you got to continue going after it. And, and again, a lot of folks will lead you to believe that there is a blueprint and there really isn't. And I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that the agencies and, and whatnot that are telling people this, um, are doing a big disservice, big disservice to their clients. Uh, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I not, and again, Tony D head in the background here. We'll give me just a second, but I work with a lot of folks that are in the business that are acting and they're starving actors and nothing irritates me more when I, when, when, it, when I get told that they're not getting any auditions, you know, that their agents, their agents aren't calling them. And I, I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> You need to call them out on that because there's a lot of work out there right now. No, you may not book it, but the thing is, is you got to try. And uh, yeah, if you're like, if you yeah, if you're not given the opportunity, you're never, you know, you're never going to work. Um, but at, but at the same time, as an actor, you know, we can sit and wait for the agent who's only earning ten percent of our income, sure. who should probably only be doing the ten percent of the job of our company, because in a way, we're the CEO of ourselves. Um, and if that is your sort of marketing or your, you know, your sales agent, you know, right. you, if they're doing 10%, you need to be doing 90%. So are you, you know, that's actors in classes, you know, whether it's teaching or, or taking classes, sure. it's, it's getting, working together with, with other artists and creatives to try and write something, create your own content, get it up exactly. on YouTube. You know, today we've got so many more avenues that we can, um, put things up on to try and get ourselves out there. Yeah. Um, and, and help market and brand ourselves where before, I mean, remember before it was a black and white photo. You were, you were lucky to get, uh, and, uh, it was at the eight track. Yeah. What was that? The format they were given out back in the day when you oh, wanted God. a copy of something. VHS. <laughs> no, before VHS, it was the, the, the larger one. What was the larger beta one? Max. Oh, beta. 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 Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were giving out betas. And then, um, and then you'd have to go somewhere to get the beta, then copy to VHS, and then you'd have to try and get someone to cut it all for you as a showreel. Let me get our guest in here because again, Tony D. Uh, Tony D. Head is our guest tonight. He's an actor, a phenomenal backstory, a story of um, it's so inspiring because he basically left something he loved for somebody he loved, and uh, now has come back some twenty years later, 
and uh, making it go out of again. And he, again, he's booking stuff. And uh, again, he is based in New York City. He's from uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is so iconic, so much history there. Uh, you probably saw him as the anchor man, one of the anchor men, in the new Joker movie. I know that you saw the movie, Joey. Oh, it's on. Uh, no, I, uh, so close to seeing it. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I, I could, I, we had we, we had our child with us. We we my wife and I debated, and then then my son was like, "No, nah, if it's scary, I'm not. I don't want to yeah. see it." And we're like, "He's eight. This, this is not a kids' movie by any chance. <laughs> so any any yeah. So I don't even go there. But I want to go ahead and say hi to uh, from New York City, from Brooklyn, Tony D Head. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Joey. It's great to uh, Joey. Did we? Didn't we meet in LA one year, uh, maybe during the Emmys or, or no? You look, you look familiar. To me, you look so <laughs> familiar. So we may have crossed paths. Uh, yeah, because you, you know Brandon, you know Brandon, right? Brandon, Brandon Russell. Yes, Everyone I knows do Brandon. know him. Yeah. Okay, I thought. Yeah, I thought. I thought we met, but yeah, I'm in New York City. Brooklyn's in the house. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Uh, it's great. It's great to be here. And how are things in New York tonight? It's late. I know it's late there. It's a very it's a very windy night. It, it rained all day. I don't know if it's raining now, but the wind is howling. It's 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 a it's a, but the weather has been fairly good. It's been in the seventies, sixties, uh, sunny, but not today. Oh, okay. Well, you're you're nice and cozy in the house there. You're warm. He's gotta, yeah. He's got to be lighting the house on, by the way. We're looking at the video here, and he's got like just tons of lighting. So that's good. <laughs> It's good. You, you let there be light, and uh, you're good. Again, Tony, welcome. Glad to have you here, and uh, thanks for joining us. We'll try to keep things lively so you don't fall asleep on us. Because I know, okay. again, I know it is late there, and again, Joey's day is just beginning there in Australia. So no, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. By the way, Joey, I do want to mention this as well. You're the first guest on Conversations Radio to use the new iPhone uh, for the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so congratulations. And and. And it's the uh, it's the Max, so it is the larger one, which is pretty much like a mini iPad. That's amazing. Which is great. That's a lot of phone. It is. Well, well, it's all fun when it works. Until you can't get a signal, then you're. <laughs> well, glad again, again, Tony. Welcome. I want to go back just a bit because again, your your story is amazing. You are a working actor, and you have worked very, very hard. You are from, and I love this Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Yeah, let me just clarify that. I was born in Fort Sill, but my father worked uh, in the Army as a civilian, so we actually traveled. Uh, I lived in France, Germany, Okinawa, Japan. Oh, wow. uh, I've, I've kind of lived all over. I didn't stay that long. I stayed in Oklahoma long enough to see a tornado, and that's about it. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, and, uh, but, but, yeah, we, we traveled quite a bit, so I've been... Uh, all around the world and, and lived in different, I went to high school, like I said, in France and Germany and uh, finished in uh, Virginia, but um, went to Howard University for college. Uh, so wow. I've been just about, you know, a lot of, I've been a lot of places. So when you finally came back to the States to settle, where did you, what did you call home before New York? Um, yeah, we, I, I, we lived in a place outside of Washington, D.C. called Reston, Reston, Virginia. Okay. And it's, it's part of, it's part of Northern Virginia. As you know, for people in that area, you have Virginia, Maryland, and uh, D.C. all in the same kind of area. So that's what that's where I lived in in Northern Virginia. But uh, after that, I lived in, in Brooklyn. I lived in uh, several other places too. So I've kind of been a vagabond most of my life. <laughs> awesome. And again, Virginia is beautiful, especially in the springtime. It's just so gorgeous there. And yeah. Uh, so you, you, again, you kind of hopped around as a kid. Is it safe to say army brat? Yeah, it was okay. Army brat with uh, father not actually being in the Army. He was a civilian working for the Army. But we moved as much as a regular Army brat moved. Right. And and again, again moving all over the place. Uh, as a child, at what point did you decide, you know, this entertainment thing is kind of for me. I want to, I want to act and, and do stuff. What were your first interests there? I, I, I would say at a young age, I just had a, I felt a need to just act out kind of perform a little bit. Uh, I remember my mother telling me that uh, we were on a ship one time and the captain came there and said, if you don't get control of that boy, he's going to jump over the side of the ship. Oh, wow. uh, because he, I was so active, you know. But um, 
I, I didn't really get into really working, though, Mike, until later in life uh, when I started doing community theater in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I was in my probably, um, well, it, it, it was some time ago. But that's where, where I first got the bug of acting. And, and it, was, um, it was stage, all, all theater. And then uh, I eventually got into central casting in, uh, in Washington, which was the main casting director right and I that's where I, that's where I earned my SAG card and I was doing industrial films for the government which were all SAG and then I was started doing some feature films uh, I worked in Thunderheart which with Val Kilmer sure and uh, some some other films uh, and then uh, I got I was out of acting again and then I got back in so it's just been in and out for the the last part of my life. Well, let's back up a bit because again, um, you you've got an iconic resume. There's no question there. Um, again, Joey, a little show called The Wire. He was on that one, too. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that was an amazing. That was a recurring role, wasn't it? It was a recurring role, and and the interesting thing about I went in for a day player. I went in for a one day role. I ended up on the show for three seasons. That happens. Um, that it happens. does happen. It does happen when writers like what you're doing and they see a character they can really uh, put some meat on. It's possible. I always tell people just because it says it's one, you know, a day player, don't necessarily think that's all you're going to do. You right. Know, you could go on there and they could they could write that thing in every week. You just don't know. Joy, does this sound familiar to you? That happens, yeah, that happens a lot. And then that that's, comes back to, you know, being likable, uh, being good, being professional um, at your job. And, yeah, they, they, they see something, a great actor that they brought in. It's almost like a test. You know, they bring you in. It could be one line. And all of a sudden, bam, you're regular on the show. And I can say, I remember being in a casting office and hearing the casting director get annoyed that she was trying to call in these actors for a, sh for a new show and the agents were turning it down because it wasn't enough dialogue. And she's just like, it's got Bradley Cooper in it, but yet, like, nobody cares unless it's got more dialogue for the right. I'm like, look, I'm happy to do whatever. I ended up being, all of, a, all of a sudden, being recurring on the show from that one audition, from the one job. Wow. Uh, and, and there's agents who just don't give their actors that opportunity, which is sad. Um, mm. But I've had it. I've had it happen to me a handful of times. Even Reef Break was one was one episode, possibly more, and then it just turned into a heck of a lot more. So yeah, good for you. Good for you. Well, again, I mean, it does. Go ahead. Yeah, it does happen. No, it does happen. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, Joy, about about your agents working for you, and doing stuff for you. So uh, yeah, I totally get that. I did the uh, I did the wire, uh, and uh, I only I, and believe it or not, I was doing the wire. I was working a full time job at the same time, and and the way I was able to do it was the character I played the head of internal affairs for the Baltimore Police Department. Right. And the uh, and they had built uh, David Simon built his own. Uh, he built the whole um, production house and set in East Baltimore, and all my scenes were always shot at night. So I was able to work a day job and then go in, in the evening and um, do my actor job. <laughs> and you had some early stuff too, Turk 182. You did uh, The Last Dragon. Uh, first oh my God, you go, you're going, you're going. I'm going so way back. back. This is this is this is pre yeah. uh, the Walk Away, and um, yeah, it's uh, way back. You were in Ishtar. I, I did work in that too. Yeah. yeah. How proud you must be. Uh, you know, it is what it. It is what it. Ishtar has got a bad rap. I mean, there's no question. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't even remember that far back. My my life in, as an actor really for me right now started five and a half years ago when I came back to New York. But the year before I came back to New York, I rode the bus twice a week from uh, the Virginia to New York to take classes. Oh, good. Because because I wanted to uh, have a good foundation and I hadn't been in, in training for a long time. So I would take a four and a half hour bus ride from uh, Washington at 9.30. I would get wow. into New York. I would run to the Ted Barty studio, which is uh, a master's program. Uh, it was Meisner Technique. And uh, I would take the class from three to six and then I would take a 6.30 bus back to Washington. I would get back about 11 and then drive home. I'd get in bed probably about 12 o'clock and I would do that twice a week. Wow. I did it for a year till I moved up in New York. This was, be, this was before Uber. 
So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Dave. laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was Bolt bus, Bolt, Greyhound, and uh, Megabus. I've That's taken Bolt was. actually. I took Bolt from um, from Vancouver, BC to Seattle. Loved it. Great yeah. trip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, it, it worked for me. The price was right. Yeah, it's very cheap. I think from uh, from Vancouver to uh, Seattle, it's like five bucks. Can't uh, beat that. Yeah, and they got white. Hey, hey, Tony, you grew up. I mean, growing up around the military, how much did that help you? Um, and and a lot of these roles that you played. Uh, Joey, that's a good question. I think uh, it's the the constant moving every two and a half, three years. Uh, it helped me learn to adapt to different situations. So one thing that was painful is that you could never make friends for life. They were always friends for two years, three years, and then you had to leave, go to a whole nother continent, maybe a whole nother country somewhere else. So uh, not only did you have to learn to uh, nurture relationships and, 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 and also have to deal with leaving relationships, you, had, you also had to learn how to, you learned how to observe different cultures, different behavior. Yeah. All those different things that actors, we as actors, really have to have, those skills. I think I was fortunate that I had uh, that background where, you know, I got to see a lot of different uh, cultures and observe different people, how they live, how they act, the behavior. I think it did help a great deal. And Army brass, there's probably... always some discipline as well. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, you have that. You have that in the system, the school system, but... But, you know, sometimes you, you know, depending on what your makeup is, you're able to endure that and at the same time be your own person. Sure. You know? Let me go ahead and stop down just one second, guys, and uh, remind folks this is Conversations Radio, episode 58. We are live uh, with uh, Joey Vieira from Australia and our guest from NYC. It's Tony D. Head, actor. And uh, I want to mm -hmm. go ahead and back up just a bit here, Tony. Your situation is unique. You've got a, a fantastic backstory. And I'm going to be very, very delicate because this is going to be a personal thing. I understand that. But mm -hmm. you, you walked away from something you loved for somebody you love. Yeah, I, um, I was doing really well as an actor in New York. I was making a lot of money with uh, national commercials. I had several. I was just getting started. And uh, my, my wife at the time, we had a child, but she had some severe disabilities. And... Um, so we didn't realize how severe they were at first, but as she got older, we saw that uh, it was going to take our full attention. So I had to leave acting altogether. She had a dream. My, my ex had a dream about being a news reporter, and she was one at ABC News in oh. Harrisburg. She had to leave her job, and we went back to the Washington, D.C. area where we had some stable employment, and we could give 100% to my daughter. That's, I never really thought that I would get another chance to, to act. I thought that would just be something that was going to be a past uh, of my life and um, wasn't going to be able to do it again. But as fate would have it, at some point, we found a remarkable program situation where my daughter could go into it and be safe. We weren't going to put her in a group home. We weren't going to put her in an institution. But she can't live independently. Uh, so we found a program that... Uh, it was safe and it was with someone we knew and it allowed us the ability to live our life again. Now, once that happened, my wife decided that she was going to live her life by herself. So she left. That's it. I guess that's somewhat of a joke. Well, but then, you know. <laughs> and then, and then it opened up. Ironically, there was a silver lining because it allowed me to come back to New York city. And that happened about five and a half years ago when I came up, I, I didn't, all the agents I knew were gone. They had yeah. retired or died. I had to start completely from scratch. I was staying on a friend's couch in the, up, uh, up uh, in the, near Columbia University in New York City. Okay. So I had to start completely over again to meet agents. And, and now the landscape had changed. I don't know if you remember, Joey, in the old days, you could, um, you know, you could actually go into a building and go up to an agent's office. You could slide your picture on the door. You could do all these things. Yeah. You can't do that now. No. You can't even get in the building now. Uh, and now they have pay to play where people actually pay money to meet agents and casting directors. So everything had changed and I had to kind of adapt somewhat to it. And it's been five, five and a half years now since I've been back. Almost everything you see on my resume, Mike, um, all the recent stuff has been during that time. 
And, uh, you know, I just had to scuffle. You know, this is what we do as actors. We hustle. And what Joey was saying earlier was exactly right about how you can't sit down and just let your agent do all the work. You have to get out there and work yourself. You got to hustle. You got to yeah. find opportunities. If you sit and wait by the phone, you'll be the best actor nobody knows about. Well, you know, so yeah, that's well, the way I look. Well, welcome back, for sure. Thank you. Because um, uh, obviously... You know, you did the right thing. Obviously, uh, your family always comes first. And I'm glad that you and your ex-wife, uh, or your wife at the time, that's so awkward to say, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, right. I'm glad you guys were able to come to, come to an agreement and work something out. And uh, it was beneficial for all for everybody, really. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's some heavy-duty stuff, for sure. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a very difficult time when I first came back up. I was dealing with a lot of, a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, I just persevered and uh, uh, you know this is what we do I mean the, the actors I think who are successful are the ones who just stay persistent they don't give up they don't listen to the the negative types of things that happen and when when, when you have that streak when you're not getting any work uh, you're able to just push through it until you hit that hot streak hot oh, streak again yeah so, Joy, Joy knows about that for sure the the the, the non-work streak uh, Joy. <laughs> well it, well it, it's 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 funny because, I mean, um, you know, everything you're saying, Tony, I, I moved out to Australia five and a half years ago. And just before that, I was mainly doing commercials because, like you said, it's very lucrative. And I was doing very well just doing commercials. And I, I think my last gig was actually a, a voiceover gig on, on The Simpsons. And then we packed up as a family and we moved to Australia. And my wife says to me, you know, look, there's very little work for American actors. You're, you're going to have to, like, sell cars or make coffee, like figure out what you want to do with your life. So for, for almost a year, I was juggling, like, what do I do? What do I do? Right. Um, and I, the thing is, is all I know is acting. So <laughs> that's rough. Um, so I just went back to that. I, I found out where the elite, the elite actors were training in this little dark studio out in the middle of nowhere. And we caught up every week and we and I just continued to went back to training and making sure that I was up to par and that was networking as well. And I was getting to know the because it's all different here. Like, yeah. you know, you you don't come back for 10 years or 20 years. Things are different. You go to another country. Things are different. You got to try and figure it out. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to do. And one thing would lead to another. And the next thing you know, you know, I, I've got a casting director friend who's saying, hey, man, you've had hundreds of auditions. Come in and be my reader. So then. Now I had a regular job being a reader in a room, which was, it's great. And it's, it's acting. And then now auditioning for more stuff and then a more American work coming in. And then now the ball's rolling. But if I would have just given up, then there would have been no yeah. ball to roll. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah you long, gotta, you gotta be persistent. how long were you away, Tony? I was away for over 20 years. Wow. wow. And um, I, that's why I decided to, take that um, class for a year before sure. I even came back because I felt that um, I really needed to get a solid foundation of my training. I had some training at HB Studio uh, with Earl Hyman years ago. Um, I mean, I, I, I've had some training, but I wanted to get more intensive training. So sure. that's why I took the advanced program over at, uh, at the studio. And uh, it really worked out well. It got me really situated. But I always stay in training, and I'm sure Joey does too. You always have to be in a class of some kind, whether it's on camera, whether it's scene study. No matter what it is, you just always have to try to be doing something. Well, and again, 20 years, Joey, you know this as well. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, uh, streaming really wasn't a thing like it is now. So again, that landscape, the way things are delivered is oh, yeah. totally different now. It's totally changed. I mean, pilot season in L.A. used to be pilot season. Now, uh, you've got activity all year round. Yeah. It's not just pilot season. Exactly. You know, so so the landscape has drastically changed. New York now has over 50 episodics. Wow. Year, as wow. much as L.A. or maybe even more now. So it's, uh, yeah, you're right. There's tons and tons of work. The, the challenge is to, you know, it has to do with a little bit your agent, in some ways, uh, some are more influential than others. And then you, you, you're hustling. You have to always try to hustle. Like, I still submit things for myself if I see it. And uh, I might tell my agent about it, but I don't wait. I'll just go on and submit for it, you know. 
Um, I've got uh, Talent Express Management. I got Abrams uh, artists uh, for commercials and um, Central artists in uh, Los Angeles. Do so they want, all do a good job for me. Do you want? Do you want to do voiceovers? Because your voice is really good too. Uh, you know, I really haven't. Uh, I, uh, well, thank you, but I, I haven't done. The, I, I'm going to explore that, but uh, no, I've just mainly focused on uh, theatrical television and film. I'm thinking about, you know, when I first came up, I did an off-Broadway play that was really good, uh, Hounds of War at the uh, Abington Theater right off uh, 8th Avenue. Wow. Uh, and it really did, it, it did well. And I was thinking, but the problem, the, the, the problem is when you go to theater, you can't do anything else. You know, you're in rehearsal. Right. You uh, have performances, so you can't do any television or film. So you gotta, you gotta resolve yourself to the fact that you're gonna be out of, you know, out of it for a while. You're, you're right, Tony. I actually, I sat with a director during a meeting with a casting director. As he was pointing out at actors for a possible for a role, the agent was coming back with that actor saying, oh, no, he's in a play for the next six weeks. And the director would just be like, what, how are you representing someone who's not available for film and TV because they're doing stage? Right. It oh, just they, made no sense. Yeah, they get they get mad about that. If They, they better not submit anybody who's not available. I mean, they yeah. really... They really get a bug uh, up, you know, they get excited about it. They don't like that. And I, you can kind of see their position on it. You know, why submit someone that that's not going to be able to, to do it, you know, so. Yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately, theater and musical theater, whatever it is, stage, it can put you out for four weeks, eight weeks. At least. At least. Yeah. yeah. You could be out for a while. If it is, and, and if it gets successful and they extend the run. Or something like that, then you know you could be out even longer. But, but you know, it's I think it's good to always make contact and get back with that medium of the business. But you know, a lot of people today they want to make money, and let's face it, you can't make that much money in theater. But you can make a lot of money if you get a regular role on a uh, a series. You can make some really big money. Yeah, for sure. And again, there are actors and actresses out there, entertainers in general, that work year round. And uh, and they love, love doing stage. And you wonder how they're juggling both. Because one week they're in a, a full feature film. It's doing great. And then you paper up and um, they're on Broadway. And again, that's a commitment. That's, you know, uh, yeah. musicians well, as well. You never know when they actually shot it. Like, I shot my Joker scenes last November. Oh, wow. Takes a while. Yeah. You, you looked great in that, by the way. Good job. What a... Fun yeah, I, I, I think I think too. Um, I think we get to a point where we have to be able to afford to do stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Gosh, it's it's one of those things that I think we all we all want to go back to. We all want to go back to, but uh, unfortunately, the way you know, if, if for example, you know, being a union actor, like if you're not working, you're not. You know, you're not putting in the pension. You're not getting your you're not getting your medical benefits. You know, there's a lot of things that we always have to try and consider, which is why we try and take every job. You know, there's a commercial thrown out there and it's paying 50, 60, whatever it is. You want that because then you know you're qualified for the following year. Because um, we don't know. I, I would tell my son this. I don't know where my next job's going to come after this right. job is over. Yeah. Right. It's, let me, you're always looking for the next job. Let me backtrack yeah. just a sec here. Um, Remember when you got your SAG card, Tony? Not feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember what uh, what how I qualified for it. It was for an industrial film about how to answer the telephone for the Department of Human Resources in uh, Washington D.C. Wow. And that uh, yeah. again, something you want to have as an actor, and a lot of um, benefits involved with that. You know, there's there's a there's a line of thought on that. I mean, if you're non-union. Uh, I, I think you should stay that way until you get the opportunity to be SAG and you're ready for it. Because once you jump up into SAG, you're competing against guys like Joey who are trained actors. And uh, if you don't have the experience or you don't really have the training, you know, maybe you should stay and kind of do that for a while before you jump in there. I mean, and in New York, let's face it, I don't know how it is in Australia or LA, Joey, but. There's a lot more non-union work here than union work right now. I hear that a lot out here too, though. I think it's LA yeah. as well. Um, if you pick up, pick up yeah. trades, they'll, they'll, they'll they put in big bold letters non-union. Like New York, Australia has a lot of um, incentives for the studios. So you've got, and, and like 
um, Mike, what you said earlier with you know Netflix and Amazon and and YouTube and they're all they're all coming coming in with these massive projects. I mean, there's so much more content being made today than ever before. Like, so they're all over the world. So New York is crazy busy with it with 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 um, and they're mainly uh, union projects. And it's the same thing here in Australia. They're they're taking up the studios every day, um, whether it be wow. in um, Queensland or Sydney or, or in Melbourne. Wow. Um, from Netflix to Sony, FX, uh, Amazon, Disney, ABC, uh, NBC. I mean, they're they're all here. And look, and look at Canada as well. They're filming is huge up there. I know that I believe it's is it Toronto or Hamilton just invested. They're building a a huge studio complex up there because there's so much filming that goes on. Obviously, the Umbrella Academy is filming up there, uh, season two right now. But Toronto, uh, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, uh, Canada really is a, a hotbed right now for acting and for, for productions. And, oh, it uh, is. I just, I just read for something, uh, Impulse. Uh, a few months ago, I read for Impulse. It shoots in Ontario. Really cool uh, sci-fi series on um, the YouTube channel, awesome. the premium channel they have. But uh, no, you're right. I mean... When you look at all the content, uh, I'm also on a um, uh, a web series that's on Amazon Prime called Asunder. Yeah, let's talk about uh, that. Yeah, this is our second season now that we're shooting, and um, it's a soap opera, so it's way over the top, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do. And I also did one called Bronx SIU that was okay, on the Urban sure. Movie Channel and Amazon Prime as well. It's a police show. But web series are, are doing very well right now. Uh, what about in Australia, Joey? How, do they have a lot of web series production out there? there? There is, and they're usually contracted from the studios here. So your local uh, like Channel 10, which is uh, also affiliated with CBS. And then we got another one with NBC, which is a production company called Matchbox. Huh. And they're always creating content. So, And then there's also um, the local Australian channel, um, uh, the free to air, which is, it's called ABC. And then there's two of them. The other one's called SBS. So they also create their own content that is made only for, um, online. And that is part of like, when you've got a smart TV, you can click onto this, just their online um, shows. So it's not part of their all day program. It's just part of, it's only part of a, a, not a download, but a, a, a feed. You can just watch like, like on the computer or on your TV. Uh, and that's called, I think it's called, it's called iView, for example, on ABC. And again, it's not a regularly scheduled program. It's just a program that's on, you know, on, on their website. And you can, and that's just a web series. They, yeah, they, they pretty much produce and, and, and shoot. And it's all, obviously all done on a lower budget. Yeah. Um, but then some of those shows go from being on iView on this, you know, streaming only to being part of the net, a network show and getting a primetime spot. I think Facebook Depending. is starting starting a, a, a streaming service as well. I saw. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yes, pretty they, huge. They are. Yeah. They are. And and also, Mike, I wanted to mention that I have a I have another film coming out with uh, called Lazy Susan, and and that's with uh, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Sure. Allison, Allison Janney, and um, Matthew Broderick. That will be coming out. It's supposed to be coming out uh, maybe the first quarter of next year. But it's going to be, uh, it's, it's a wild comedy. I can't say a lot about it, but it's, <laughs> it, it's, with all those people in it, you know it's going to be crazy. So awesome. it's uh, looking forward to that coming out soon. Well, look at you. It's like you, you picked up and uh, you never skipped a beat. I mean, you just, you know, you came away and uh, again, things have changed a bit. But, yeah, uh, but, you know, that's what it looks like now. But Joey can tell you that uh, it nobody ever sees all those other times, you know, when you <laughs> Yeah, just you know, hustling. You know? I, I, I just I just can't see Joy making lattes. I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I you know, the selling the cars maybe, but I make I make the the reason my wife said that was because I'm in charge of making those lattes every morning for us. <laughs> before she speaks, before she speaks to me, I have to have that perfectly made coffee for her. Remember, Australians are coffee snobs. I've turned into a coffee snob, so it is part of our, our little morning rituals. That's why you know she was like, "Be a you know, be a barista." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." I, by the way, <laughs> I speaking so. of breakfast, I understand, uh, Tony, that the bagels in New York City are amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh yeah, they have a lot of places that make excellent uh, 
bagels. I, I don't like to eat too many of them. They're so fattening, but uh, they are good. It's because of the water, they say, the New York water. Well, that, that I don't know. I don't know if That's it's good water. And, and <laughs> That's well, hard to believe. What's, what's your go-to for pizza? Uh, I want to say maybe Johnny's? Um, you know, I don't eat a lot of pizza. Every now and then when I'm downtown uh, for an audition or something, I'm running and I haven't eaten. I'll just, the first place I see that looks like it's good, I'll just go in and get it. Um, but they have so much good pizza in New York. You yeah. can get good pizza everywhere. It's a, it's a, that's a foodie place. I grew up in San Francisco, so, I mean, I, I kind of relate to that. With, you know, of course, in the Bay Area, of course, it's the, it's the sourdough bread and, uh, and whatnot, the seafood. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely a foodie city. But, Tony, um, you, you just hit another sort of mark on, on as an actor, like, how, did you have to make an adjustment to diet and fitness? Because you know we we've got to look like we still have to look like the photo, you know, the video, the the, the self tests, and and it's staying the same, staying as fit as possible. Was that a big adjustment for you? Yeah, I'm always having a challenge. Uh, I belong to a gym, and I, I my goal is to get in three to four times a week minimum. And uh, and, and because yes, I mean you're right. You, unless you want to be the the jolly fat man uh, <laughs> on all your character roles, that's you you got to stay in shape. And I try to do the best I can, you know, with that. But yeah, it's you have to be you have to be mindful of that because it does affect the kind of roles that you might be sent out for. And they'll call you in for. So, uh, how often do you go to gym, Joey? Called you out, Joey. Wow. All right. So, uh, look, I, I'm the same. So I, I, I told my mother-in-law, I was like, I'm, you know, I just joined to the CrossFit gym again, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna go five, five days a week. So, um, it, look, I'm, I'm in the gym five days a week if I haven't worked that week. Um, when I'm working, it's impossible. It, it just sure. is. So this week I, I've done, you know, I did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then and then today and, and tomorrow I've been working, so I haven't had a chance to go. But I'm I'm like you, Tony, man. That that is that is that is part of my routine, um, from from food being I'm a plant based eater okay. to uh, uh, the fitness, uh, and then I always just trying to stay positive and happy, and also being there for my family. So those are sort of the things that I try and have every day. So that's, you know, this with the kid, he's eight years old. So it's school drop-offs and pickups. And I also yeah. do classes with yeah. the kids and I, I teach kids. So it's, but, but, but being in shape, you know, you, like you nailed it, man. You're either the fat guy or you're the thin guy. There's no in between. And my, my wife said that to me, she's like, all right, you're, you're leaning towards the fat guy. You're going to have to put on a lot more weight, <laughs> but you're definitely not the, you're not the thick guy anymore. And I was like, Whoa, whoa shoot. So, yeah. wow. You yeah. know, but she's right. She's look. She's a producer. She's you know, she, she does you know she reads scripts all the time and and you know in a way we've got this vision of what people look like, and you're either one or the other. You know, the minute you sort of go in between, you got to sort of you got to choose a side and then run with it. That's your that's the character type that you're going for, um, and you're limited either way. You're limited to those to those looks. We, we're I'm limited. We're all limited. I'm limited with the color of my skin. My accent, my height. I've had I've had an agent say, not agent, but a director say, oh, he's too short. The other, the lead is six foot four, and this guy's what five ten. <laughs> he's too short. <laughs> you hey, look, you never you never know what's gonna you know uh, cross you out, and it could be something as uh, simple as height. Could yeah. be all those things you just mentioned. That's why you know, Joey. I think it's an interesting thing because people always say, oh, it's ninety percent rejection, but when you think about it. When you a lot of times when you don't get the role, it's not because they rejected you so much as it is the other person fit the story better than you did. That that role they might have wanted somebody six one six two. If you're not six one or six two, you're not going to get it, no matter how good you were. So you know it's kind of a I think a misnomer sometimes when we say we're always rejected. You know sometimes casting directors like you. But they can't use you in this right. particular project for whatever yeah. reason. I, I agree with you, Tony. I, I think those of us who have worked long enough and we get how it works, it's a business. Yeah. We don't, it's never been like, you don't take it as rejection. I don't take it as rejection. Right. I, I, I you know, it's, it's, and it's funny because, you know, who's thinking about camera and framing? Well, hell, they are. So you, yeah. you should be right. thinking about that too. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot to consider. 
Um, and that's even yeah, that's even when they're whether you know even when they're booking a couple, you know, a husband and wife or, or boyfriend girlfriend, right. they right. they are looking at the sizes. They have to. Yeah. yeah. They're looking at everything. The family, if, if it's a family, if uh, do you look like the person? I'm reading for a uh, a thing tomorrow for CBS for um, it's called the Green Room. It's a story of uh, of some intrigue in the White House, and I'm reading for a uh, a person who really existed, you know, and and so they're gonna look at the people and see what they look like when they come in, you know, right. Um, if somebody comes in and they look exactly like that guy and the talent is about the same and they bring about the same, that guy's going to get it, you know? And it's not going to be so much a rejection of me. They may think I'm better than him, but I'm, a lot of times that's how they make decisions. Sometimes they don't. I, I, I know they don't sometimes, but that's, it's, that's just the business. That's part of the business. And yeah, for, the business. For, for you, Tony D head, you have booked a lot of, a lot of work and you are blessed because again you were gone for for eons and you came back and sure it was it was baby steps again but you again you you got back into it you got representations and now really the sky's the limit and you're going to book a lot of stuff there there's no question that almost out of time but tony one question for you i wanted to ask you do you want to come out to la and try la for a while what, what you, you thought about you know that? i'm it's funny you ask that and maybe you can give me some advice because i'm seriously thinking i have a place to stay there. Uh, my brother lives in Santa Monica, and, I, and I've been out there, and I've stayed with him, and I can stay with him. I'm thinking about coming out because I don't know all the casting directors out there, hardly any of them. I know everybody here, and I'm wondering, maybe I should broaden my uh, scope of, of who I know. And I've done a lot of self-tapes with Joe Passapira uh, and uh, Kim Coleman and a lot of people like that, but I'm thinking about coming out in January and uh, staying for a few months. I'm thinking, Joey, that uh, that's a conversation he needs to have with his agent. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I um, I 100% support that, man. There's look, there's a lot of work in New York, and they know you, which is great. Now it's about networking, like you said, man. Most of the folks you knew from back in the day are either dead or not in the industry anymore. Right. It's they they turn over really quickly. You got to get to know these people, and that's getting in their that's getting that's getting in their face. Right. Um, you right. know, I mean, in a very positive, you know, nice, and that's going to red carpet events, running into them at their premieres and, and stuff like that, where you get to meet them socially, and that will get you in the room. That'll get you auditions. You know yeah. that. And Desiree does a pretty good job with that. Desiree's amazing. That's what she. That's why we have a publicist. Phenomenal agency, for sure. See, I don't live in L.A. If I was in L.A., Desiree would have me out every week at a red carpet. <laughs> she would, she too. Would. She would, yeah. She would. Yeah, she's and an amazing Tony, lady. You're, you're, you're blessed with time right now. Like, you can yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. N not everybody can. So I, I think that'd be a great move on your part. And I would probably be looking at, um, you know, I would say late this year would kind of be good, but... Early next year for three months, January, February, Mar yeah. February, March. Yeah. Most of your most of your heads of casting are based out of LA. Right. For all studios. Right. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm seriously thinking it. Uh, it's funny you asked that, Mike. But yeah, I might be out there next year. We'd love to have you out here, Tony. Again, you are at the best time of your life right now. Uh, things are happening, and uh, welcome back to the business. It's a little different, but uh, you've kind of slid right in there. You're booking. Go ahead and check Tony D head out. He's on. He's in uh, the number one movie last weekend, Joker, and uh, and he's in it prominently as an anchor man. So you'll see him there. I'll uh, check out Asunder as well as Lazy Susan coming out soon. And again, he's got uh, work everywhere. Somewhere right now in the world, there's something showing on TV or the movies where, where Tony's in. I do. Yeah, and, and a few episodes of The Deuce. Too, the Deuce. The Deuce was great. Another great yeah. show. See, this is you got you're booking really. These are really good roles. Yeah, some are older, some are newer, but the thing is, it's all looks good. It's so cliche. Got <laughs> to work looks, with uh, got to work with James Franco. James Franco directed my episode I was in, and it was wonderful. I had a wonderful amazing. time. Amazing, uh, amazing uh, um, actor and director uh, for sure. Very well yeah. uh, well known. And, and, uh, and do you want to direct at some point? Any interest in that? You know, I, I I work so hard at trying to get work, I, I can't even see that far ahead. But I would at some point. I would love to, but I'm just all into getting work right now as an actor. So awesome, very good. Again, guys, check those out. And again, Tony, do you have a website? 
I don't have a website yet, but I, like you mentioned, I'm on Instagram, uh, Tony D Head, and Facebook, Tony D Head, and uh, at Tony Devon Head for Twitter. Okay, very good. And again, so glad to have you on tonight, and so glad that Joey was able to, uh, to to pop in because those Australians. Yeah, thanks a lot, Joey, for, for for popping in, man. I'm so happy to to be on here and, and meet you, man. This is or uh, having a great just hour conversation with you, and at the same time, like just. I love that you've come back. That's all I got to say. And congrats. Yeah, thanks so much, man. That's... I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. And, you know, it's so good. I meet so many nice people in this business. And a lot of people have helped me. And uh, I always look to try to help people behind me. But uh, thank you so much for having me on. Tony D. Head, actor and uh, just a wonderful human being. Uh, thank you so much. And okay. Joey, another show in the can. And uh, you're getting very good at this coasting stuff. <laughs> it's a conversation yeah exactly i can't wait i can't wait hashtag yes i can't wait to try your lattes of course um the keurig machine oh. is, the keurig machine is the best invention ever you just pop those pods in and now uh, you're good to go in 30 seconds so but uh, yeah the old way you have a job exactly. you coming to australia mike oh god i wish ozzy 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 <laughs> i would love to, I'd love to. That's right, mike. Uh, yeah again and tony needs to go even in australia tony you were gone I have not, but it's a place that I would like to go. I'd yeah. like to go to Australia and New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand's amazing. Me too. I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah. It's all like just a, a New, New Zealand's just beautiful. It's better than yeah. um, better than the old Zealand. <laughs> all righty. That's what I. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. All righty. <laughs> Tony D. Head, Joey Vieira. Thank you so much. Again, watch out for Joey as well. Joey is um, on all kinds of stuff. Reef Break, that's all over the place. Again, you'll see him as Uncle Nico in uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold and all kinds of different stuff. So again, guys, thank you so much. Friends, thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.